boys and girls, Charlie. Welcome to the episode of Tom We Talk. My name is Juan. This is my partner, Anthony. This is a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. So, Anthony, how you doing? Really sore. We just finished the <laughs> randori session. Yep. I need to figure out what to do because um, I literally wake up and I get ready and just leave the house. And then we're, I'm at the dojo from like 10 all the way to like four, basically. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if I wake up early enough, I'll buy lunch to ha- have. And, you know, I bring stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. always I don't always bring stuff. I don't always have time to stop. And the, there's like this sweet spot. Uh, you know how I bring like Japanese bentos and stuff. So I get it from the Japanese supermarket and there's a sweet spot of timing for me to show up when they were just loading up the shelves with the the freshly made stuff. Mm -hmm. If I go too early, they have nothing there. (laughs) So if I wake up too early, there's nothing there. But if I go too late, then I'm like, Oh, I gotta make it to class. And and (laughs) I don't have time to stop by and get something so i need to figure something out maybe just like granola bars and stuff but it doesn't keep me full like this morning i had a shake and that didn't i was going to try to see if that would tide me over but no i lost energy like halfway through and mm-hmm. yeah so in rondori i felt really sluggish because uh no energy <laughs> <laughs> well i was going to say that well in between my class and rondor you could order an uber eats or postmates or uh, one yeah. of the, the grubhub or something deliver something to you i could that's pretty that's a good point maybe i'll do that i try not to use those things because they're um, overpriced and useless <laughs> one they're overpriced and two i think it's kind of they exploit the workers that's mostly the the yeah that's mostly what was the reason i try not to use them mm-hmm. um i i've never ever used uber before I don't know if I've never used an Uber. I've never the company Uber. I use yeah. I use Lyft before. Uh, oh, but I, Lyft, I've man. never ever gave Uber a single dollar before. I don't I'm know. More of a, I'm more of a sidecar guy myself. <laughs> but I don't know if they're not even still around. <laughs> yeah, I've never I never had the app installed. I never used the the car share thing because I work in the tech industry, and mm-hmm. ever since uh, the beginning, I knew. What about this? I knew about the CEO. Let's just say that, right? The CEO <laughs> at the time is no, it's someone else now. But the guy's still on the on the chairman board, chair of the board, or whatever. It is. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, man, like screw that guy. I'm giving him money. Like this is when <laughs> Uber was like a new company startup uh, many years ago. I'm, like, I'm not giving this this company any money. Like this guy's a douchebag. Has heard crazy stories about what he does and mm-hmm. I don't want to get sued so I'm not going to say crazy <laughs> stories of what, what what he does and um, allegedly as long as you say allegedly, allegedly before allegedly. or after it yeah. you know I think we're okay allegedly allegedly yeah and I, I also knew how well at the time they were paying the workers pretty uh paying pretty well um mm-hmm. it was actually really good and if people were part of member early on but I knew I knew eventually what was going to happen basically if they uh yeah, let's just say I knew it was going to turn to whatever it is now. So, <laughs> but yeah. All right. So, uh, no sponsorships from them apparently no now. No. Yeah, no, uh, no Uber keep, sponsorship. Keep, sorry. You didn't keep narrowing down our sponsorships yeah. things. Like everything that out there sponsors people, Anthony got some problem with them. But that's one thing I love about Anthony. I respect Anthony <laughs> and his moral code that way. I'm the same way about certain things. I don't just put it out there though as much as he does, but, <laughs> but it is what it is. So, Let's get to some judo, uh, some judo news. Okay, so um, let's go to some American judo news. Hey guys, so just a little bit of information about this next upcoming segment. I'm not going to cut it out, but just uh, give an update. Right after we recorded this segment, 
um, someone actually sent me a link to the Facebook page for USJF, which I never checked, by the way. I don't really use Facebook, but they sent me the the link to it. And the registration for the USJF Nationals is up now um, as, of today, uh, as of the day of the recording. This is not the day of recording and I'm recording this, but um, you can sign up by going to that link now. So I'm going to cut, leave this segment in, but just so you know, it's, it's in there. Um, they still have not responded to our Facebook messages or our emails, and there's no news about registration being opening on Instagram. So the Facebook page is the only place where it's posted. So on with the show. Go about why the USJF left the negotiation tables with US with USA Judo and USJA left with them, and they said, "Hey, we're going to put that email out. Anyone wants to know what happened, what went down?" Till this date, we still have not got an email from him yet, and he sent it out the yeah. week of. So it was like last bring, last year now, right? Yeah, and well, the reason I bring that year. up, the reason I bring that up is because some of you may or may not know this is an American thing again. Uh, USJF said that put out a post about. Um, two months ago or so, a month and a half ago, two months, saying that, hey guys, USGF, we're going to have our own nationals here in San Francisco. It's going to be open to USA Judo, USJA, and USGF. It's, we're going to bring back the USGF nationals. And we're all excited because me and Anthony were California based. We're in, here in Southern California. Going up to the Bay won't be a big well, thing. You, I was the, like, you're excited. Remember, I don't like going to San Francisco. So <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm renting a car. I'm not going to take my <laughs> own car up there. I'm rent- Hey, I'm from the Bay. I know how it is. All right. My that, plan that's was not actually, why I don't like San Francisco, by the way, but. My That's plan was to, stay with my, was to stay with my cousins down in the South Bay and go up in the morning to go compete and stuff. I was going to stay back Bay. home in South. That's what I was going <laughs> to do. I was going to in San Jose, all right? Well, most likely Santa Clara, but I was going to stay down South. <laughs> but um, so I had this big plans. You all have plans or get the tournament, get the team to go and stuff. I was going to rent the van. I was going to rent like a 15-seater van or something. It'd be crazy. So we've been waiting for them to post something about like registration, smooth comps, something on a website, nothing. Just to save the date. I was checking it again. I was like, okay, well, it's almost a week till September. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing on the website. Nothing on the Instagram where they promoted at. Nothing on Smooth Comp. Still, again, nothing. On the first. Now, we're recording this on the second. So, yeah, people in the future. Um, I sent them an email out yesterday. being like, hey, it's two months to the competition. When will registration be open? Uh, from today, which is the second, I have yet to get a response from them. And I sent them the email early in the morning. I sent a message, I sent an email in the morning and I left a message on the Instagram as well to be like, Hey public, uh, it's two months, it's two months away. When's registration going to open up? Like we already got winter nationals for here for Nanka. It's already up and registered. Okay. And that's the beginning of December and that's already up there. All right. So when's this going to happen? I don't know if it is or not, but it'd be great to know if USJF, if you guys are still going to do it or not, if you're not going to do it, please post, take the stuff down because I got to plan this trip for my dojo. All right. I got to plan a trip for my guys. Yeah. And plus I got to make weight. All right. Yeah. I have, I, I get it. Like judo for judo competitions. I'd like to know at least two to three months in advance, mm-hmm. but like I have a lot of relatives that like, Oh, let's get together next month. I'm just like, I planned out all my vacation days, like a year in advance, like because of uh but ticket prices. Right. Like, but mm-hmm. I have to, plan out like how I'm going to use my vacation days, whose weddings I'm going to. So some, some people in my family got married, like with like a four months notice. And I was like, that's way too short. Four, I can't months, make it. four months notice. Come yeah. on. Wait, is that normal? Like, I, no. I was, is no. that too long? 
I think it's way too short. That's okay. I thought it was way too short That's too. Way too and short. So I, my mom was giving me shit for it, like saying, "Oh, how can you not go to the wedding?" I'm like, "Notice this way too short." Like, yeah, it's, it's four months and four or five, four to even six months. I thought was way way too. Uh, I think too. six months would be like minimum because you know yeah. the venue you're going to, the amount of people you have to invite and stuff. Six months would be minimum to let people know. Yeah, I'm like, I I already booked the tickets for like. I took the days off and I plan. I booked the tickets for like a year out already mm-hmm. for, the, for the rest of the year. I'm like, if they get married next year, I can like still adjust like cancel flights and move stuff around. But I can't do that anymore. It's way too late. And yeah, I thought, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just don't know how judo tournaments can, can be like so last minute, but, um, but the, another reason I didn't go is also uh, he doesn't listen to podcasts, so I can say it. But uh, other than San Francisco, I don't like Boston. So oh, God. you just making enemies everywhere, yeah. aren't you, Anthony? <laughs> Man, like I, yeah, I won't. I won't get into. It, but basically, <laughs> my wife didn't know that I didn't like Boston. But we went there for another wedding one time, and let's just say our, we had like a really, really bad experience. And she's like, "Oh, okay, I I understand now." I understand why you don't like Boston now. So, so Boston judo, if you're out there, please find Anthony Hollywood judo. He'll be there on Saturday. Jimmy Pedro, Travis Stevens is from Boston area. Yeah. I don't know if Travis Stevens is still out there. He's been promoted by like his own dojo or something. I think he has a BJJ club somewhere out there. Is it out there still? Okay. All right. Yeah. But speaking, going back to the USJF thing, Mm -hmm. um, funny enough, someone just messaged me the other day about uh, one of the listeners about how he got his black belt and he was like go, his he's going through the process for the black belt for USJF and he was like mm-hmm. uh man how long do you wait I'm trying to see duh, duh, duh. anyway it, it just took forever all right mm-hmm. it, it it took forever for them to take their they cash a check apparently really fast. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll do that fast. And then they uh, did not respond for a long time. And then finally, when he got a message, they're like, "Oh yeah, you don't have like the right kata and competition paperwork." But apparently, he got it through a batsu gun or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know. It's it shouldn't be to take that long. Like no, um, I did my sankyu through USJF, and that took. Like what? Almost a year before I got. <laughs> Did it? It almost took yeah. a year before I got got the official thing back. Um, so that was USJF, and after that, I didn't go through USJF. I got my showdown through USA Judo, which yeah. I got in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know what's going on with their office, but yeah. um, yeah. Well, I will say this: one of our uh, friends of the dojo. They just got promoted to their fourth dawn. I know they had some problems also going, they went through USGF and they, I'm not just bagging on USGF. We're just talking about some stuff that's happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. That they also had some problems, but their problem apparently wasn't through USGF. It was mostly through our Yudan Chikai that mm-hmm. I guess didn't respond or something. They're waiting on the Yudan Chikai's response. To yeah. get back to them to get, it's like, come on people. Come on. That, that, that's why I, I don't understand why that intermediary step is, is needed. If you're, you, it, if you're if you're the Yudanshikai, I feel like the U.S. the national org should kind of like have given you like the power to mm-hmm. like promote people. You know, like you <laughs> you shouldn't have to like no. You got to talk to Yudanshikai first, and then we'll approve it. Yeah. Like if USGF wants to retain that power, like oh, Yudanshikai can't promote. We only we can. 
then have people submit the paperwork directly to USJF, not through the Yuzan Shikai. That that extra step, I just don't understand why. But um, apparently, it's two and a half months. I just checked the message. So it's two and a half wow. months, which which is pretty long still. I'm not as long as like a year, but yeah. So well, that's just some USJF stuff that we we're just griping about that a little bit. We're not hating on them. We're just there's some things out there that we got to just report on, you know, like just for me, the big thing is the tournament. You're going to get people's hopes up. You're going to have another tournament in the Bay area, another uh, nationals where's registration. Yeah. It's going to be happening. You know, don't get people's hopes up. Don't get me cutting weight. All right. We're out there in my garbage bags here for nothing. Okay. In the, in the end, I think this is something all three organizations can do a better job of is communication. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, no, no one really cares, I guess, because, other than the coaches and competitors, no one really cares because, like, again, people just sign up for whatever they're sensing and club tells them to sign up for it. They, they don't know what's... Most people don't compete, so they don't care. So yeah. they don't ha- really have a, a a fire under their feet to to do that, I guess. Yeah. So in some good judo news, I've been keeping up. I've been telling people how the PFL has some really good judo players in there right now and how last year Ole Ognola Mercier, can never say his <laughs> middle name, uh, how last year... You know, he had a rough time in the UFC, uh, went to the PFL, picked up his boxing, still uses judo. And he last year, he won the lightweight championship or the lightweight tournament. This year, he entered lightweight tournament again, and he's in the finals. So he's one fight away from being a two-time PFL champion using judo, which would be the same thing as Kayla, because Kayla's a three-time champion, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's good for judo, you know, because his main style is judo. People think of him as a judo player. So if he does well, it promotes us in judo well, you know? So and people come in there being like, hey, I saw this in MMA. I, can you guys teach me? You know, we, we got to use this. We got to use this good promotion for us, guys, to put judo out there. OK, we can't just be like we do for sports. So if you got to take people in. So I hope he does well. I hope he wins. I hope he gets a second championship for judo. Yep. Uh, I think there's one other thing we didn't. We, uh, I just remember we should talk about this in the mm-hmm. judo news is as today, uh, in Venice Film Festival is premiering the the did we talk about this in the previous episode? I don't know. I think we keep talk, it a secret. We, we've talked it in the secrecy. In secret, we've talked about it because we haven't brought it up fully. Yeah. But if you want to talk about it, then yes, it's a Yeah, so today. why don't we recap like what happened last year? All right, go, go ahead. ahead, recap. You go ahead. <laughs> do you, you, want, go you ahead. want me to recap? I talk too much. I talk too much. So <laughs> oh you talk. People say I talk too much. We both talk too much on our own podcast. Um so today uh, at the Venice Film Festival, there's a new judo film, a legit judo film being premiered there. I believe it's, I believe the name's Tatami. I think it's the name. Yeah, of- it, it was called judo for, it was called unnamed judo movie for a while before until they yeah. came up with a title. Then it was called judo and then they renamed it to Tatami like a few months ago, I last checked. Yeah. So last year, our dojo was contacted or Sensei Fleet was contacted by a producer that's interested in making a movie about judo. Director, um, right? Yeah. the Well, it's director and producer because I believe yeah, it's okay. the husband directs, the wife produces. Okay. It's one of those kind of teams. And they were interested if that if the Hollywood judo, mainly Sensei Philippe, would train the lead actress and the actress playing the coach in judo. Well, at least teach the actors how to do judo and make it look good for the movie and teach the actors playing the coach. What does a coach do? What do they look like? How do they move? And just, just basic things. So we took it upon ourselves. We said, yeah, no problem. We'll help out with this film. So the director came, watched us do judo one day, 
took some videos of us doing it. I was like, you want, I love the way you guys teach here. You guys do this great style. I please, please help us out. So from there, we took the actress and I, I'm trying to be still secretive because I don't want to give out too much stuff, but sh- should we put out the names and stuff? I don't know. No, I, I feel like we should just talk about, yeah, not, let's, let's not, let's the people figure it out. So let's <laughs> so figure it out. So the actress came, she's a really nice actress and stuff. She did some kickboxing, some martial arts before, but not really any grappling. And we basically taught her how to do judo. And we specifically taught her how to do judo moves for the movie. Fast, to make it it was a fast track. It was very fast track. It was, yeah. I think, the whole thing, two, and a half. Two, mo- two months, I think the whole yeah, thing, two yeah. months, something like that. So yeah, it wasn't like she had a lot of time to train, but she was there like three times a week doing this stuff, just private lessons, just her and one other of our ladies training these specific moves to do judo to make it look well for the movie. And that was what we come talking to her. Like we yeah. want to make you look, do good judo for the movie to make judo look well. Since you know? a, uh, since a Philippe choreographed the, the, mm-hmm. the fights too, if I remember yeah. correctly. So all the fight scenes, Sensei Philip uh, choreographed himself because that's what we worked on at the dojo. And we didn't want to change anything up because I know when they went to go film it, the the fight choreographer they got for there tried to change some things. And yeah, like, no, but, no, yeah, that's he's not, not even a, he's not even judoka. He was the yeah, sambo. Yeah. yeah, the sambo guy. He kept changing things, and he sent us the videos. Or sent Philippe the videos, and it's like, no, 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 that's not even judo. Like that's not legal. He can't do that. That's not right. Yeah. That's not right. Just do what we taught her to do and what we told you guys to do. Okay, if he's a yeah. judo quote unquote guy, he says he was, or he's a sama guy, then he should be able to have the girls there working with her do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So either way, it's a very interesting project. Anthony, do you want to explain what this project actually is exactly? Uh, yeah. So they ended up filming in in Georgia with the women's Georgian women's national team, and no, no, but what the story is based yeah, on? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm surprised. I, I think I think they had a little bit of trouble filming it because it happened uh, right before the World Championships last year. Mm-hmm. So the, they were busy training. They're like, they don't. It's hard to, to film while everyone's preparing for tournaments. But yeah. the film is basically about um, Said Malai's story. Like, if you have, haven't known, like how he defected from Iran, Iran and. He was uh, forced to lose so that he wouldn't have to uh, compete. Not to with, lose, uh, but not to compete. And like he threw matches. It's just he wasn't allowed to compete against anyone. No, no, no. He, he, he threw matches. He did he? I thought he, he wasn't allowed to compete. Ah. No, he threw matches. Like I saw, I, I watched it live. I, ah. I was at the hotel when he when his coach was frantically looking for him. Mm-hmm. It was, this is in Tokyo. I was there yeah. in 2019. The yeah. one that you were at. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I was like, why is that guy like looking for him and then he's running around the hotel like speaking um obviously uh, persian or something and and then later word afterwards i read on online saying like side malai like defected i was like oh that's that's what, what happened <laughs> that's why they were looking for him yeah so and yeah he about, first went to um when he defected he first went to germany for a while he was training he went, in germany yeah yeah so he like, went to germany went and then um I think his girlfriend or his wife or fiance, whatever was in, was there. And then he went to Mongolia. This is not part of the movie, by the way. He just <laughs> went to Mongolia. And and then I guess the culture wasn't a fit. But then from Mongolia, he went to Azerbaijan, which is where he uh, fights for the country he fights for now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the, the movie's out uh, today at the Venice Film Festival. I just did a quick Google search, really positive reviews all around. Uh, I think it will premiere here in America uh in an in end of this month i believe or maybe another couple months i don't don't quote me on it but uh the film's also in black and white um 
So it's has that kind of the style, but uh, and they they changed their film from being from a male perspective or having from male judo player to yeah. happening to a female judo player. Yeah, and that was another thing we had to get her used to, like doing judo in the hajip, the headscarf and stuff, which was very tough for her. Oh yeah, it was it was hot too. Damn, I remember, yeah. I remember that. Um, and uh, yeah, the I'm excited to see the movie. We just we haven't seen the movie by the way we just we just saw the the fights choreograph and knew what the fight scenes were going to look like mm -hmm. but um i saw photos of um them filming it the the set and everything i i legitimately thought it was like world championships that they were at because the set was amazing it was on, on the spot the director uh guy nativ he's won like oscars for for films so uh not one oscar sorry um nominated oscars um i I'm like the wrong person. This is why I wanted you to talk about it because I don't watch movies. So, <laughs> well, I wanted you to talk about the story because I know you're more, you're more, um, you yeah. know more about the story than I do and stuff. Like you need like, yeah. He, so it's basically he was forced to uh, throw a match. So because if he won the match, he would have to fight an Israeli next. So yeah. he lost the match before that on purpose. Uh, so so that he wouldn't have to fight. Just get the gist of it. Because of tensions, religious tension, cultural tensions, war tensions, they basically said, you are not, no one from our country or you specifically are not allowed to fight an Israeli fighter because we don't want. Or share lose. a podium, by the way. Yeah, we, you, want you you might, we don't want you. You might, yeah, you might not even have to fight them, but if you win yeah. your match and you end up on this podium with them, then they're going to yeah. make you uh, lose that want, match too. Yeah, they don't want that, which is a terrible thing to tell a fighter anyways. You know, someone fights their entire life and just because of political tensions like we don't want you being on the podium with them not to say like even if they find a finals in the finals or the bronze medal match they have to face them it was like we'd rather have you throw the match or not go out there than lose to someone from that yeah. country that that's just crazy to me but that's how it was and so they decided to take this very interesting story change up to a woman's perspective from a woman's side now and make a whole story about it which is very very interesting because it's something that we don't talk about a whole lot about we were thinking like anybody will fight anybody but there has to be like certain things like this like i know a few months ago we were asking um right, asking the russians, about, like, right? no no not it wasn't about the russians it was about like you want to know what anthony because we we're talking about like good judo countries and certain places mm -hmm. and stuff and like yeah hey, i haven't seen a north korean judo player in a while like well, that's because of covid them? that's because yeah. of covid <laughs> and it's like it's like well i'm north korea like they would always have like at least two good players or something like one or two good players out of their country like i haven't seen the a women, north korean judo women, player in years specifically yeah. um but yeah it's it's because of covid because they're like we don't have covid in our country but you guys have covid so we're not gonna <laughs> let any of our 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 athletes out that's uh what they're saying so or how you see crazy matches sometimes between japan and south korea or japan and china yeah. or china and korea like they, they have some dog fights out there sometimes because of political and certain things but just it's very interesting that the stories we made it's going to bring some spotlight to judo maybe bring some stuff to the public that's like hey are you really trying to fix matches or is it really that petty but i hope this again promotes judo and we need to use this also to bring people in if you are interested in doing judo just we got to use all the things we can yeah they, they worked really hard in the movie uh some days she would walk in like back hurting remember like she had no time to develop like break yeah. skills we had to we had we had a seat a choreography and she had to be able to do it by the end of two months so mm -hmm. she was taking hard falls um and, and she was working on her main show she was, yeah, she was, on her main she was in the main show, show too yeah. yeah 
so she was working and also coming to judo training afterwards so it's uh mad props to her for uh for yeah. pulling it off so and if someone wants to know what her uh judo master was i know there's another actress that did a that was doing scrums for last year for a movie and she kept saying that her judo master her judo master but they couldn't name who he was the judo master is sensei fleet the dojo is Hollywood Judo Dojo. So this is legit and real. Okay. This isn't, nah, I'm not taking shots. This isn't a Sambo guy teaching her Judo. This isn't a BJJ guy teaching her Judo. This is Judo John teaching Lake. Judo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This isn't BJJ Brown belts teaching you Judo. Oh. This is Judo black belts teaching you Judo. So, you you know, speaking of John Wick, uh, we're done with this, right? <laughs> yeah, we're done with it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I tell you, I binge watch shows when I uh, get sick. So I've been mm. sick really lately. So I finished Sanctuary. Which mm. the ending was disappointing, by the way. I just thought they end cut off at the wrong, wrong timing. I needed another two episodes, and then I watched John Wick four mm -hmm. finally. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> the movie was so bad. I I just could not like I I I wanted to walk. I just wanted to turn it off within the first hour, uh, half hour, I guess. Really. The first half hour of the film, I wanted to turn it off. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to watch it. Then it just got worse and worse mm -hmm. to the point where I, I started fast forwarding. <laughs> <laughs> and I usually fast forward through the story so I could fight mm -hmm. and see the fight scenes for most movies, right? Yeah. But in this case, it was the reverse. I fast forwarded it through the fight scenes so I could mm -hmm. watch the story. Yeah. And the story was pretty bad too, but I want to know what happened. So, <laughs> But the fight scenes were man they were so bad like i know he's getting old but yeah. but damn like it's really bad <laughs> it's not like it's not kiana's problem mostly like the moves he were doing were less dynamic he's a little slower which is understandable but mm -hmm. um the ukes like the, the the stunt the stunt people like they weren't good like they were clearly jumping in their throws and like it just looked terrible. I, I, I just could not watch stomach watching those fight scenes. So, mm -hmm. um, and it was like, you know, the, the parts where people three, three on three people versus one or something. And then one person fight goes in and the other guys like circle and waves their hands. Yeah. Pretend dude. yeah. So they made that really obvious too. I know there's ways of making it less obvious, but in this case it was really obvious. So yeah. I, well, I will I, say this, yeah. the main bad guy they had, the biggest Spanish dude, uh, in the movie, uh, he's a striker. He's not a grappler. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't remember him doing a whole lot of grappling in the movie, but even though John Wick's like for, cause he has a Sambo background, judo background, we expect to see more grappling and stuff. My thing with movies that there was a lot more gunplay in this movie than there was before. Other than Donnie Yen doing playing blind again and doing some cool. Blind yeah, there, stuff. there was no reason for him to be blind. Like, well, yeah, there was, he gave up his eyes to protect his daughter. I, I, that's how he, he got I didn't even oh, know sorry, that. Spoilers, until, spoilers, sorry. Spoilers alert. <laughs> I did not even know that was the case until at the end when he said it. I was like, oh, okay. I totally couldn't see that, but I don't care. Because it's like, it just made absolutely no sense. Why couldn't it make him give up a finger or a nose or or a hand or something? Like that, well, that was more interesting. Where, what do you offer me? So he probably thought that his sight was a big thing to offer. John was offering his ring finger to show for his love for his wife. That's why he offered that. I know. And it's also very, how do you say it? Not believable. Let's just say it. both. At <laughs> well, first he was like using yeah. the, in the beginning he was using mm -hmm. the tools and I was like, Oh, the sound. Okay. That makes sense. Later on, they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. He's not just 
like make it work. He's not blind. Yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> well, no, my thing with, okay, here's a okay, pet peeve of mine right here. This is just me, the martial art guy, as a movie guy also. I was getting so fed up with how indestructible everybody is. Yes, the cool thing that John Wick one, he was he was getting beat up. He would get cut. He had to go to a doctor. Yeah. He would he would clauterize his own wounds. That's and the stuff. other thing. So, yep. This movie, it's like suddenly everybody has this bulletproof suit from part one, from part two. After part two, yep. everybody has a bulletproof suit now. Okay, and you can just and the whole thing they explain in oh God in part is so nerdy now. In part two, when they explain the bulletproof suit, is like it still hurts. It's not like you suddenly have a shield, like a hard shield up. It yeah. is just a bullet. It is just a fabric that is bulletproof. So it won't penetrate. It's still supposed to hurt still. Yeah. But John was putting it up like he had a shield sometime. They're just like deflecting yep. bullets. And suddenly every bad guy yeah, has it's that. It's like a cloak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody has that. Then uh, they explain in the part again, part two again, you have the person only certain knives could stab through this suit. Yeah. So there's one scene where the Japanese girl is fighting one of the henchmen and she's just stabbing him crazy in the back. Bop, bop, bop. And he's crawling away. And it's just me, just, just a little thing, just me. She's stabbing him. Every time she pulls it out, there should be a mark there. There should be a blood yep. mark or something right there from when he stabbed. And no, there's like 15 times she's stabbing in the back and there's no blood, no marks. And he's like, this uh, suit's still beautiful. Uh, if someone's yeah. stabbing me, I'm not going to be like crawling away. Like, uh, uh, I'm going to turn around and fight, you know? But the, yeah, yeah. I there's so many think bad things about that movie i'm not even going to go into it but the the <laughs> fact that the it it's like a very caricature of caricature of japanese people in japan you know what i'm talking about like the osaka oh, yeah. hotel yeah. It, it's and also like well, they're there are all assassins car- and they can't afford guns Russian they have to use sword and like bows that. come on you're all they have to use sword and bows really like yeah <laughs> Is racist that shit right God. here. Did Donnie have to be blind? Did he have to have a three-part staff? Did he have to have a boat? Uh, well, a, I think it was cool the, the, in the beginning when he was blind. It was cool, like the way he fought. But then they just kind of halfway mm. through, it's just like he doesn't even use it anymore. So, okay, let's assume he has superpower senses where he doesn't need to use it anymore. His echolocation. Yeah, let's, let's, let's assume later on he has, like, he has it. Then why did he need it in the first place? Right, he developed it. Okay, he didn't have it in the first place. <laughs> like, he developed it. <laughs> uh, that's just man. This is why I don't watch movies. It's not that bad of a movie, but there are some weird complaints. And the way it started, especially the, the desert scene, I thought was like so pointless. It was like just yeah. uh, we gotta explain this part. Uh, put the desert scene in there real quick. Yeah, kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put it in there. But yeah, it. I didn't think it was bad of a movie. I thought it was better than most action films. But yeah, I totally get it, especially with me with knowing I'm a martial art guy watching films and i was like i know that guy's style i know what his style is i know how he fights and then you see movies do them differently it's weird like like here's another pet peeve of mine yip man three totally fictional i can't believe some people believe that's real that yip man came yeah. to san francisco that, there's another son. thing that's gone gone bad yeah and it's like you do know his sons are older than bruce right so his whole thing of like going to america to get go to a good school for his son is like that's that's bs his kids were older than bruce and he had more than one kid he had a couple yeah. out of wedlock too but hey i digress but in that film they had this um they had uh scott atkins playing the general which is like this british guy playing <laughs> colonel guile here but in the movie they also had another japanese uh karate sensei that was teaching the american soldiers karate that actor right there he's a bjj guy I don't know how famous he is, but I know he's a BJJ martial artist. So he does oh, all that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Uh, 
No, he's a, he's another Wing Chun guy and a BJJ yeah, guy. Yeah, but he's playing a karate guy. And it's like, I know he's not karate. He doesn't look like karate throwing his stuff, but he's a karate guy, a BJJ, a BJ guy playing a karate guy in a bad Kung Fu movie, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's a thing. Most people won't notice that. Most people don't know. People won't notice that or know that at all. I think you know? they just need to let let the Eatman franchise die. You know, like <laughs> man, it's like, like you know, it's like you know, Yip Man was like in his sixties or something already when he started training Bruce Lee. That famous photo of him and Bruce as a child, like Yip Man was already in his sixties. I was, I was training Wing Chun. Um, I was introduced to it as a kid in Hong Kong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but. I was training Wing Chun during that time when the movies came out and it was so annoying watching people come in, try a class and be like, oh, but I saw in the movie that you, they do this. I was just like, it's not a fucking movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> This is a movie. It's not real. It's not right. All right. So okay. that's just a little movie, a little Hollywood movie review for the Tommy <laughs> talk about us being mad about certain martial arts and movies. Um, but yeah, okay. That's it. Was just a fun thing. I still like John Wick. One's great. Two's not bad. I just don't like them. Um, here's another goddamn another pet peeve of mine. I hate when they get non martial artists or non action stars to play hitmen or martial artists in movies. And that was my big pet peeve with part two because they had the two main bad guys. That rapper actor, I can't remember his name right now. He does like spoken word stuff. They had him play like he's this badass assassin, and then the other woman playing the playing the mute. Um, God, I can't remember their names, but that's another thing of where well, they did get better with part two and part three. They actually brought in some martial arts. Part three, bringing in Mark Dacascos, which is a great martial artist, he's a great stand up yeah. guy, kung fu, uh, kickbox, and that guy's amazing. Check out his stuff. If you haven't seen his stuff, he played, uh, he was in the American version of Iron Chef. So that's him. That guy's a badass. That guy, he's good. All the stunt actors. So it's Hong Kong. Hong Kong film industry is legendary, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm sure those of us in my generation and older, like you, and are 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 familiar with it. Like nowadays, it's a little little questionable due to certain things. But um, yeah, but all the stunt actors, they all train martial arts, and a lot of them since they were kids too. Mm -hmm. Um, Like. Donnie Yen, uh, and also what, what's his name? Jackie Chan, yeah. Bruce Lee, Jet Li, uh, yeah. Jet Li uh, uh, I'm thinking, of the, I can only Hung. think of the Samuel Hung. That's the other guy. He's, he started since they were kids. Yeah. And, um, it has its roots in Chinese opera, uh, where they have to like dance, sing and, um, do flips, acrobatic motions and use weapon, bent weapons. Um, but, like they actually train martial arts, but I feel like nowadays I'm gonna get a shit for it. Nowadays, a lot of a lot of these these performers don't actually do martial arts. They just do a lot of like tricking, mm-hmm. like gymna- gymnastic movements or yeah. uh, flipping. Like like there's no, but it just doesn't look alive. Does, does that make sense? It looks yeah. very. It, it reminds me of those tournaments where people, you know, the the karate tournaments or martial arts tournaments oh, where they yeah. they throw throw the sticks around and do a spin mm-hmm. and twirl. It's, it's hate, like I hate that style of kata. I hate when they do the U.S. Um, like century martial art championships and stuff like that, and they're throwing their samurai swords in the air, doing a flip turn with it and stuff. And I was like, I hate. Like, yeah, I, I guess when that, I was a kid, I used to like it, but as as I older, I guess like yeah. this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, I I think it. 
looks cool to people who don't train martial arts, but if you train martial arts at all, you know how stupid it looks, I guess. Like, <laughs> so but, let's stop bagging on stuff. Let's go on to the next topic. So the main topic of today's episode was a question we got a few weeks ago about the correlation between judo and wrestling. So Anthony, can you read the question out? Oh, the, yeah. The question when this is like, we were supposed to do a last episode, but that uh, interview went on so long. I was like, we can't do that. So, um, do, do, do. Sorry if you cover this elsewhere. What do you think are the benefits of cross-training Olympic wrestling, Greco and freestyle? I only have the opportunity to get a judo class in once a week, but could get get extra time in at the... Oh, I didn't expand the whole question. But basically, like, yeah, what, what are the benefits of cross-training Olympic wrestling? We've touched on the episodes of, like, no-gi and cross-training mm-hmm. before. Uh, you can look back. But I think uh, we never specifically talked about wrestling before mm-hmm. and um you you have experience with wrestling i don't but i recently started going to nogi bjj class more often because that's the only one that fits my work schedule mm-hmm. uh and judo schedule um because i can't make it to, to gi bjj classes as much anymore oh you uh, get your blue belt suddenly you're too good for that class now <laughs> well it's more like i was not sleeping i was uh <laughs> I was going to judo class all exhausted basically because I would go to BJJ work and then go to judo afterwards. And I'm starting to feel it a little bit. Um, It's easier to balance it when I have not as much work to do Then I can take a nap before class. But I I just think I'm not sleeping enough lately. Like, like right now I'm freaking exhausted. And after judo, I took a shower today and I took a nap. I almost overslept for this recording, but Jessica, (laughs) my wife woke me up. So, um, yeah, but anyway, so I've been doing more no gi classes. So my voices, my voices, my, um, opinion has, um, changed a little bit. I feel like I can talk about it a little more with mm-hmm. a better opinion now, um, versus before it was just very based off of like showing up to open that no gi class a few times mm-hmm. and yeah. And also doing it with you, I guess. We've been doing a little so, bit yeah. more no gi stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what? What do you think are the benefits of cross training wrestling? Like, uh, let, let's. Do, I I don't know enough about it to think whether we should divide Greco and freestyle into two different answers. But it, what about let's start off in general? So, doing any style of other grappling, any style of wrestling, whether it be freestyle, folk style, or Greco. I think greatly enhances your judo. It will definitely help you because it's going to get you used to moving around the body and using the body without a gi which will then help you when you get a gi because then you have more things to hold hold on to and grab also doing when it comes to uh freestyle and folk style will immensely help you with your newaza because you're going to learn how to use more body pressure and grabbing the body again in certain ways when you're in newaza because i think freestyle and folk style super helps me out like when i started doing when i grew up doing wrestling folk style and freestyle i grew up doing that and then when I went to college, I started doing uh, no-gi BJJ. It was super easy to get into that. And then transferring that when I got into judo was even easier. I think the correlation between judo and wrestling is like really good complements of each other. I just think they just work out with our takedowns. There's similar takedowns. I think that we do that. We can't do anymore. Like we can't do double legs. We can't do single legs, high C, ankle picks and stuff, uh, knee taps. You can't do that anymore, but you can correlate those movements with doing certain other judo moves. Like again, in freestyle folk style, I, we have like. But I, I don't think they were ever high. Like the leg 
most of the like techniques you're talking about, they were never really high percentage uh, yeah. techniques anyway. Though so obviously there's like Katakuruma uh, and mm. Tegurama, those are better, higher percentage stuff, which is sad that we yeah. lost. But people, it's just weird. Like people always, um, well, people are always going to say single and you always use single and double legs as a reason. Yeah. Like I like, can't do single and double. I'm like out of all the leg grab techniques, you pick the <laughs> lowest ones. Well, the thing is that it's always the excuse. It's always the excuse of well, well, if I could double leg you, well, if I could single leg you, well, if I could get an ankle pick on you, then you you'd not know what to do. Well, if I could do this, always what's not available is always oh well that was my golden that was my golden sword right there that was my golden dagger that was my thing that I used all the time to get people with like well how about you use judo then. But again, like there's certain moves that we go back to seeing, like a fireman carries katagruma and stuff. To transfer that to judo is very easily a head and arm lock, a head and arm throw, or a headlock or a headlock takeover. You know, a koshigruma, which is just two different ways of doing koshigruma, very easily transferable. You know, just certain things that just it, from growing up and doing wrestling and judo, it just it helped out immensely. I think, like if I wish I kind of did them together at the same time, because I think I could have developed even more. Um, where when I did BJJ, people pull guard all the time. People sit down at sit down with me. There was a funny meme video out right now of two BJJ guys both standing up, sitting down, standing up, yeah. sitting down, standing That's up, sitting down. Old, yeah, but yeah. Well, it's become popular again. I, well, there's like I, got, I saw four different versions of it, so it just kind of tells yeah. you how often it happens. Again. Where when I was doing nogi BJJ, a lot of people were like, "Oh, one's a wrestler. I'm not going to stand with him. I'm immediately pull guard. I'm immediately going to sit down and butt scoot towards him." where moving my wrestling over to judo just it just correlated a lot more and like i said freestyle folk style are going to help you a whole lot more with your newaza because remember uh, when it comes to uh greco is all upper body technically i'm not allowed to use my legs i can't do harayagoshi i can't do no ashiwaza technically technically i can just do headlock takeover suplexes which i do love udanagas they are a beautiful throw if you follow my instagram you know how much i love udanagas <laughs> Yeah, uh, we already said it before in the previous episode, but we'll reiterate here without going into detail that Greco is not judo without a gi. Okay, yeah, like it's not. <laughs> a lot of people say that they'll be like, "Oh, well, you're just wrestling without a gi." No, there is different. Someone that grew up wrestling and you loved can't, judo, you can't even sweep the legs. Yeah, so you can't touch. Like, you can't touch a lower body at all. It is all just body lock throws. Arm throws, head throws, it is all that. You cannot touch the leg. Yeah. So illegal. if judo gets rid of like any sort of leg sweeps, then I think you can have a better argument saying like, okay, Greco, Greco is just judo without a gi at that point. But well, we, you can't we even do a you, technically you can't do taitoshi. Okay. Yeah. You can't do taitoshi. You can't do haragoshi. You can't do uchimata. Okay. I can just do koshiguruma, urenage, um, different version of koshiguruma is a body lock takeover. You're like, there's just, I know people just, they see the outside of it and want to say it's so similar or so it's not. It's you need yeah. to do it, actually do it to feel and see the difference. Like watch real Olympic wrestling. Okay. I'm not like, I'm not going to bag on people, but don't just watch some local gyms. Like, oh yeah, we do Greco here. Like, no, no, watch some Olympic, actual Olympic wrestling. Okay. Some yeah. international wrestling. So let, let's talk about Greco next. So how mm -hmm. you, we were talking about leg grabs, right? And so how, how would training Greco, um, Benefit How about your, your judo? judo? Yeah. Now to me, because we just said it's not a lot of stuff you can't do, right? Yeah, there's a lot. Of, it's going to restrain you, but what you're going to do is you're going to get that Greco like body lock strength, okay? Which in judo terms, 
Mongolian grips. Okay. What a lot of people say, well, I can, well, if I can do Mongolian grips, okay. Or a Georgian grip is like, yeah, they get that from Greco. A lot of them cross training Greco. So they like to get that body lock grip on you. So and over, within, under, within yeah. wrestling uh, community or culture, do Greco people tend to have strong, are known to have stronger grips than freestyle? Uh, I would think, uh, yeah, I want to say yes, but I know someone's be like, no, you don't feel that way. But I'm thinking like, to me, I'm like, yeah, most of the Greco guys I used to grow up around stuff. They would have those monster body lock throws and stuff or just good hand grips because they can't use their legs to sweep somebody and stuff. They'll just grab you with a body lock, a headlock, a arm stuff. They just got strong hands, you know, strong arms, strong hands to grab somebody with. And that could transfer very well to judo when you get that judo grip. Like I know if I get my left, my right hand grip on you, there's a very, if I'm not weak that day, but there's a very high percentage that it's not going to come off. And I always say it comes from my grip, from my wrestling background. Cause if I can grab your body and have you locked down, now I'm grabbing fabric. I'm grabbing the collar. Like it makes it even easier to grab you. So that's to me, like just help things that will help you out. Cause to me, it's like, if you can do it to the body, Doing it to the gi should be much easier. Mm. Yes. Um, I had a, the only experience, uh, experience I've had with Greco is in my old club, uh, Kokoro in Austin. Um, we have a guy that used to be on the Israeli Greco team. And exactly as you said, his grip strength was freaking monstrous. Like he would leave black ring marks <laughs> around my wrist. And, um, like even now when I go train with uh, jujitsu guys and wrestlers, uh, like high school wrestlers, all they do is they leave thumb thumb marks. Is that what you yeah, call it? Thumb prints. Yeah. Th- thumb thumb bruises. Like because mm-hmm. they're they're gripping like this, and then their thumb is like pressing in like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I can still break away from it. And but man, that the way that he gripped me was just the whole freaking circle around my my wrist like bruises up and. It's just something else, man. But uh, really strong upper body strength too. Like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Mark, if you're listening, Mark, props to you. He's he's uh, pretty old now too. I think he's probably in his fifties, forties, fifties. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so that's I, that's correct, abs- Yeah, so I absolutely believe doing. I think wrestling, whether freestyle folks after focusing on judo for judo competitions. Because you can go vice versa with those two styles for the most mm-hmm. part. You just got to remember what what rule sets are. You know, like, okay, when I go to judo, remember, I can't grab the legs, but I can do all these great wrestling things and they was it to somebody. You know, I can get a leg right on somebody. I can um, uh, turk them sometimes. I can get a nice half Nelson, but not put on the head, but I can put on the body and stuff, you know, uh, uh, head and arm takedown. It's like, there's all these things that you can transfer from the judo to wrestling where I'm not going to and people might get mad at me when I say this, but when it comes to BJJ, yes, there's all these great Nawaza things we can do that you can do, but you don't have enough time to do all this stuff in, in B, from BJJ to Judo. Because in BJJ, like you can stay, wait, you know, wait for the best moment to do something. Where in Judo, it has to be instant. And that's how wrestling is. In wrestling, we have three minutes or less. I, I don't know what the Olympic time is, but I remember when I was- a, they, changed I was a, it. they changed it recently too, yeah. It might be like judo now. It might be four minutes or even five minutes now. I remember, I think when I was younger, it was three minutes. Um, but it's just like you had this limited time to do stuff, you know? You don't have time to wait. It's action-based, just like judo, which is one reason why I think I gravitate to judo more because it reminded me of wrestling. You're action the entire time you're fighting. You're fighting for the win. 
You know, you're not just waiting for the right moment for something. I'm fighting for that throw. I'm fighting for that takedown, I'm fighting for the pin, you know, and having this, I, I thought it was the coolest thing when I went to judo was just a controlled pin. You know, I, I, yeah, I have to hold them down for 10 to 20 seconds, which seems like forever, but it seems really cool. Cause in wrestling, you know, it's, if I get the shoulders down for two seconds, uh, it's done. You know, it's just, it, I, I think there's nothing wrong cross-training with, with wrestling. It's just remembering to change the rule sets. You know, I got to change your mindset when you do these things. Yeah. Uh, I can go, go over my experience, not with wrestling, but with Nogi. Um, so I actually don't, when I first started training Nogi, I went to open mats only because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, I just Sunday, who, what kind of open mats are there on Sundays, right? So I went to this one that only does nogis on Sunday. Um, it was very different. There's nothing to grab. Um, I had to focus on using like collar ties, like stuff I see, underhooks, overhooks, mm-hmm. collar ties, wrist grabs, uh, um, what else? Uh, two-on-ones kind of thing. Um, and the hand fighting from judo carried over really well. So I can imagine it would work in reverse too. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I started noticing as I trained it longer was I'm getting into positions for throws like hip, like Ogoshi hip throws and stuff like that. But my grips are not tight enough. So people slip out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could totally see that as a weakness because I rely so much on the gi fabric um, with the gi on. Uh, that if I tighten up my game in the gi, I think that would transfer really well to um, no gi, and that's just not just hip throws, like everything on the ground too, like pins. Uh, like again, relying so much on the grip that I'm not like keeping taking up as much space as I can. Um, I'm not like closing up space and like uh making sure my body weight's at the right place, um, like uh, hovering on the right right uh, area to maintain control mm-hmm. kind of thing. is a lot more slippery. So those kind of things are more sensitive. Um, small, so There's a smaller margin error, basically, is what I'm saying, um, before people are able to get out versus having grips, you can kind of just hang on kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed that. Uh, I've noticed my in, in guard, uh, my knees are not tight around people as much. Um, it's a little looser without the gi. I have to make sure my legs and knees are squeezed tighter together. Same thing when you're trying to finish arm bars, got his knees are, have to be much tighter. Uh, everything has to be much tighter. Otherwise they slip out. So in terms of, um, cross training wrestling, I think, uh, those things would come into play. Not obviously not on the, the ground, like arm bar aspects. Right. But mm-hmm. in terms of getting in close and making sure your grip and your hips and everything are, are tighter. So it's harder for the other person to get out of the throw. I think there's a, yeah. there's a, uh, transfer onto that. Mm-hmm. Um, because but, you have to remember there's no mm-hmm. submissions in wrestling, freestyle, folk style, Greco, there's technically no submission. So the pin is what you're ultimately getting for. Now you can do pressurized stuff. That's going to cause pain and be mean. Like we all know a good head and arm, a head and arm Kesakatame mm-hmm. can turn into a beautiful neck crank after a while or holding arms certain directions. Like it's not an arm bar technically, but it's an arm bar. You know, <laughs> there's certain things you can do, which I think trans right, for me transferred well into judo for my control for Newaza. Yeah. Um, with that said, though, I I don't believe that if you had the option of, let's say, like you had the option of picking going to another judo class or 
BJJ class and going to, or going to a wrestling class, I would pick the other two options over the wrestling option. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely think there's benefit, like better than not training at all. Right. Cause mm-hmm. the question was whether, whether it would be, uh, uh any benefit cause there's a wrestling class nearby. Um, in terms of a for your judo, uh, not even sports judo, let's just say judo skill and aspect. I think there's benefit, but obviously if you, because some people for some reason thinks like, oh, judo has this weakness, so I need to go cross train something to make up for it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, um, what do you call it? Judo doesn't have strikes, so I'm going to go, someone's, I know there's a Tammy Waza, but <laughs> judo doesn't practice striking, so mm-hmm. I need to go train Muay Thai to make up for it. But like the Muay Thai is not going to help your judo. Right. Yeah. So it's so in the same vein, um, Muay Thai also has grappling. I don't know if people don't know like clinching is grappling. And a lot of the clinching um like the inside position, breaking posture, uh destroying the base, all that stuff is in Muay Thai and taught too. Um mm-hmm. also in Wing Chun, by the way. Um, so there is stuff to carry over, but it's like if you haven't it's it's something you would do if you have extra time. It's not something I would be like I need to fill in the gaps with judo, so I'm gonna go cross train wrestling. Like that's yeah. totally like the raw aspect to it. Now, if you say I want to learn light grabs because I want to be a more well rounded grappler, then yes, I think that's a good idea. But if you say like I want to be a, like good at judo, then um, I don't. I wouldn't pick wrestling over it. I would even pick BJJ first. Gi with a gi. GBJJ with a gi over um, uh, the other two options, hmm. but well, yeah, the, the 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 benefits I said about more control that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it's definitely a benefit. But um, I think you, you the benefit you get from training with the gi because it offers you all those variabilities and grips as things that you do more often that is more valuable than just saying, Oh, I want to improve my control with these lesser grips that don't happen. Like there's only a few grips you can do with a no gi, right. Versus with a gi, there's so many options. So it's better to develop a gi game, better gi game than a no gi game. If you want to improve your judo. Well, that's where you and I both differ on that. And maybe because I did yeah. grow up as a wrestler yeah. yeah. where I like my supplement martial art to my, to my grappling is I go do catch wrestling, you know, I don't go do an extra BJ class. I my judo newaza is 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 um catered or what is it? It's 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 made for judo, you know. And I don't know I, I'm very good at differentiating, like a compartmentalizing. I guess like this is for catch, this is for judo. I can separate them. I don't get mm-hmm. them mixed up together. But it was also again because I grew up wrestling. I'd rather go to a catch wrestling class then go to a bjj class because to me i'm just one of these old school guys like well bjj is just more newaza it's just more um dynamic newaza in my opinion and i can get how that's why a lot of BJJ, that's why a lot of judo players they want to fix their newaza they want to add their gaps and stuff but i think also that has to do with how they're taught judo if they're taught at a dojo that's like 90 percent tachiwaza and very little newaza it's like uh, throw in the pin and all they work on are pins they don't work on any arm bars they don't work on sweeps they don't work on any chokes so yeah you would have to go you i can totally understand going to a bgj school to help your newaza if your dojo's just tachiwaza with us i think what we teach is very like um 
60 40 or even like 75 25 we're very we teach a lot of niwaza we teach a lot more niwaza than most places do yeah i get told i get told that a lot and people are yeah. surprised yeah yeah and people are always surprised like we always get guests we always get visitors um i spent half the like, class like today i spent half the class yeah. going over niwaza today yeah well we'll get people that come watch class we're like oh you guys are doing bjj i thought this was a judo dojo it's like no oh, it gets this niwaza <laughs> <laughs> this isn't bjj this is niwaza ah ah pet peeve <laughs> well like to me it's like yeah my supplement to my grappling is catch you know, it's another form of wrestling where wrestling technically all came freestyle folk style came from that, but it still has the old school submissions in there. Neck cranks, uh, body lock stuff, uh, pressurized kimuras, arm bars, leg locks. So still submissions in there and stuff, but I still get the wrestling aspect of wrestling with somebody with no gi on. So I get to work on my grip still, you know, this yeah. is one thing that's different between us. You know, I'd rather, maybe because I've grown up doing it and I feel I have it already, but I would say, yeah. To me, I would say, why not try it out? See how you like it. And I, to me, it will help your. If it doesn't help your tachiwaza, it will definitely help your neiwaza to control yeah. somebody. I definitely think that that too. Like, I think the tachiwaza is less transferable. Um, other than what I said, increase tight, tighten, literally tightening up your game. Um, neiwaza more transferable. But I would. The reason I, if I mean to be honest, if I had a wrestling class nearby, I would. I, I know it's conflicting with my own advice I just gave, mm -hmm. but if I had a wrestling class for adults nearby, I would do that over BJJ. Um, no gi BJJ to be specific because I never experienced it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, my goal is to be a more well-rounded grappler. And I'm like, wow, well, when am I going to have another adult wrestling class nearby? So I would do that versus like BJJ where I can go, go anywhere and we'll be able to train it. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, having that available to you, the scarcity of it is another thing you want to consider. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, if they're like assholes and dangerous <laughs> teaching mm -hmm. style, then don't do it. But yeah, you want to consider that too, the scarcity. Um, well, it's even the scarcity of judo nowadays. Like I was telling you, like I was telling you, I'm doing some more work for my pops up in Thousand Oaks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, if I'm up here so much right now, why don't I just get some extra judo classes in? I couldn't find a judo class in the Thousand Oaks, uh, Newberry Park area, even Simi Valley. I had to go yeah. all the way to Oxnard, almost 20 minutes away oh my God. to find a judo club. You know, that's the closest judo club I could find to them. Unless if I want to come back down, like towards LA again, it was crazy. And mm -hmm. I, like I said, even one of my secondary catch wrestling, it's very hard to find a legit good catch wrestling place. That's just not, that's not just, Oh, we do no gi BJJ. So we're going to call it catch. Yeah. <laughs> I've been um, wanting to, uh, I, I've, I've been also another reason I picked the uh, BJJ over wrestling is because they do have like grabs uh, and it's closer to judo, I guess, the way to do it. And also um, in the gi, by the way, I said that, but also the no gi class, they do a lot of leg locks, which I'm, mm -hmm. I want to dabble in. I want to get, um, learn a bit more about it. I, I didn't know until recently that it's like leg, leg locks are not as common in the gi, especially mm -hmm. in teaching it is not very common, um, but it's more common than no gi. So that's not a, another reason. So yeah, in the end, I think the answer to the listener's question is you want to look at what your goals are. If you're trying to be a better judoka, just go to more judo classes. If there aren't enough judo classes, then consider, I think this is my recommendation, recommendation consider something else that's in the gi sambo bjj in the gi because it will transfer over better um if not 
then do the wrestling because that's the next closest thing. If you want to be a more well-rounded grappler, wrestling is freaking amazing, man. Like, um, I now because of tightening the game thing that I talked about, mm-hmm. I now understand why when I go with grapplers, like they never one they never gas out because of like their conditioning, but also they have to be constantly like in control. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they're gonna people are gonna slip away. So I now know why like they're I I'm, I don't want to use the word spazzy, but <laughs> it feels that way. <laughs> it feels that way initially, but uh, they're it's controlled. It's controlled, but it's they're very like. Um, how does aggressive like i guess that's a good way of uh uh explaining it they're aggressive because they have to otherwise you're going to slip away mm-hmm. so remember we got that they, tiny we got that tiny little singlet on and we're very sweaty so we're very <laughs> slippery after a while like, oh man trying to grab that fish can't grab it <laughs> yeah and i think judo that that's the the mentality of that like the aggressiveness is something that a lot of people can also um learn from from wrestling um because especially now it's like a lot of people play defensive. They bend all the way over that. That's the, that's the pet peeve of mine in BJJ. It's the stalling mm-hmm. um, and judo, by the way, but <laughs> the stalling, the false attacks, all that kind of stuff. And like, I don't think wrestling, the, the, no gi doesn't allow that. Basically the game yeah. is much more fast paced. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, from Anthony, no, for me, a Yes. I didn't say no. I said there's better (laughs) options. If it it depends on your goals, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think everybody should wrestle. If you're a high school student, like if you're a high school listening to us right now, or you got a child in high school, or even your middle school, like I started wrestling in elementary school. My middle school had wrestling. My elementary school had a thing with the high school that we got to wrestle there. That's how I got into it. My middle school had a wrestling program, and my high school had a wrestling program. So I wrestled all my life because I was big cheap Mexican parents so mm-hmm. I had because couldn't afford anything else so I did free wrestling instead that's why I became a grappler um but uh yeah if you have a child that's that can't afford that has the opportunity to try out wrestling in their middle school high school try it out you know just yeah. try it out it's free it's fun you know and if you do judo you already know how to fall because in wrestling I can teach you how to fall so you should be yeah, good that's, that's my that's my pet peeve about wrestling but <laughs> you just gotta um, take it I, remember i told you i showed up to a wrestling class one day when i was traveling no and they were teaching kids uh-huh. i was wrestling in a bjj club and these kids heads were bouncing off the floor <laughs> like they were slamming they were hitting the floor pretty hard uh-huh. and one kid was like oh clearly concussed by the way the kid clearly concussed <laughs> i looked at an instructor who just sat mm-hmm. there didn't say anything and then, and then he got up, continued. Class ended, and then mm-hmm. he was like, "Guys, just so you know, we gotta be able to tell the difference between the owie and an injury uh, and an injury." And oh, I was I like, that. "The kid's head was bouncing <laughs> off the mat for the last half an hour, and then he had one large bad fall, and that's what you're gonna say." So that's um, one thing my wrestling coach, my high school wrestling coach, say to us all the time. Is it an owie or an injury? Ooh, yeah. What's the difference? An owie, you can still practice. An injury, we got to go to the hospital. Which yes. one is it? Well, but that's not the point still. in this case because <laughs> it was like the head bouncing off the mat, you know? It's yeah. it's another thing if someone like kicks you or something and you, or you land kind of weird and you're like, ah, oh, that hurt kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't mess with head injuries. That's all I have to say, <laughs> especially for kids. Yeah. That is one thing about wrestling that, it's still a thing like they really don't teach they say tuck your chin when you go down but it's like that's all you get taught don't put your hand out because you don't want to break your arm and tuck your chin 
But yeah. I think another thing with ju- with wrestling compared to judo is that we're always fighting to land on our bellies or land on our fronts. So you're really not landing on your back that much. It's usually you get taken up. And most of the time you're going to get put onto your belly because you're trying to uh, squirm out of it. But again, I'm just a different mentality. I grew up wrestling. So to me, it's just part of my culture. Yeah, I think. Yeah, especially. <sighs> In America, I'm not, I feel like I'm not qualified to say it because I don't I never wrestled, but in America, it's so competitive. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? That yeah. it's, that's why we don't see any adult programs much mm-hmm. because it's of how competitive it is. And then people don't really wrestle after a certain age, but you look at other cultures from other, like Russians, Georgians, they, they like still wrestle when they're old and they pl- it's so playful. It, does, it doesn't a, have to be. Yeah. I, I've had that conversation with so many grapplers out there, guys that grew up wrestling. It's like, once we get out of college, it's like, what do we do? We've been wrestling our entire life for the most part. We love grappling. So what do we do? So that's why you see a lot of guys go into BJJ or go into judo. And it's just like, you see adults into like 60s, 70s, you know, mm-hmm. on the judo mats, on the BJJ mats doing stuff still. But do you see any real wrestling uh, clubs? And I know MMA clubs will be like, oh, we have a we have a wrestling day here. We teach wrestling there. But it's wrestling for MMA, which is totally which is almost like a third. Um, yeah, a third version of like freestyle mm-hmm. folk style. And you got wrestling MMA, wrestling for MMA style, which is different, you know, which you use a lot of cage stuff. I see people do and I see a lot of bad techniques things that you get away with in MMA that you wouldn't get away with in freestyle or folk style usually. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen a lot of Eastern European people like play fight, especially mm-hmm. at, at those, those Instagram videos you see at, at work, you know, yeah. like people taking a break and they're just wrestling, mm-hmm. like they're just pummeling, like ankle picking, like they're not like slamming. They're not going a hundred miles an hour. Like, you know, like it doesn't look like an NCAA finals <laughs> thing. Also, they're just kind of like, it's, Playful, playful wrestling yeah. is just play wrestling. I got to start like, like an adult wrestling program. You know, that's what I should start. <laughs> I think that would, that would, uh, I think there's a demand for it, but you'd have to educate people and market it properly. Cause people have this, especially in America, people have this thing in their mind that wrestling is like, Oh my God, it's so much burpees conditioning. <laughs> I'm going to throw up in the middle of class. I'm going to tear hey, my a, knees. We had a guy today in class throw up after two rounds. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but he has, he's, he hasn't done judo in a while, but, um, <laughs> but there's like, there's that whole thing, like the whole mentality around wrestling. It's like, Oh, there's like in shape. And then there's like wrestling shape. But like, yes, that's true. But then that's also why it doesn't have to be like that. You know, like, <laughs> um, that's like, I want to do wrestling, but I don't want to spend half the class puking and doing <laughs> crazy conditioning that's, drills. Like, that's I, part of the culture. What are you talking my, about? My knees, like right now in BJJ class, my knees are having enough trouble doing the, the wrestling shots. Like, because I, I'm 90% sure they're probably not teaching a wrestling shot correctly. Probably. But yeah. it's also because you're doing BJJ, you're on your knees the entire time, you know? Well, we start from standing. But Are you um, in a wrestling stance or a BJJ stance? Wrestling stance. Are you sure it's wrestling? Show me your well, wrestling stance know. right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty low, right? So I, I try to do that. But hmm. yeah, basically wrestling, if you have it available, try it out, I, I think. But um, yeah. yeah. If you can do it in high school or middle school for free right now, or your local college allows you to come over and be cannon fodder, try it out. You know, actual wrestling, not just go to MMA schools and teach you MMA wrestling, like actual freestyle or folk style wrestling. All right. 
or Greco. Try out Greco to see how different it is. Like if you're a judo player, or I want to try Greco. That, yeah. Or if you think that, oh, well, Greco is just like judo. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Yeah, I, it ain't. I don't know how people say, make claims like that without ever trying it. Because they think that it's just throwing. All throwing is the same, right? Throwing, yeah, throwing. It, it's similar to like the leg grabs thing we talked about, like judo. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, if only I can do double legs, then you'd be screwed. You'd be fucked. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. But have you tried it? Like, Yeah, have you tried? I'll let people, when they talk like that, I'll be like, okay, go ahead. Grab my grab my leg. Grab a single. Go ahead. Grab a single. Yeah. Then uchimata them or throw them with something. Yeah. I've done that so many times. Um, so many people but all right so is there anything else you want to talk about between wrestling and grappling and judo no uh no yeah check out the film like we said hopefully the answers i love wrestling by the way again it's just not very accessible so um accessible you see me four times a week (laughs) (laughs) we're a judo club we're not a wrestling club (laughs) very true very very true all right. So please, everybody, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. If you want to hit me up, you can hit me up at the jury underscore one at Instagram. You get up Anthony on Instagram at Anthony throws. You want to follow us on Instagram? You can follow us easily. It's at the Tommy talk. You want to follow us on YouTube. It's the Tommy talk as well. You want us to send us an email like today's viewer question. We talk about wrestling. You send it to Tommy talk at gmail.com. And I always forget this one. Remember the threads. I know threads has gone down. We ain't going on X, but we on threads. All right. <laughs> Right. Oh, and if you're interested in coming to Hollywood Judo, also we free we revamped our website. Then now yeah. you can sign up and pay. You can pay for the entire month. You can go on auto pay on there, and you also just pay per class with the ten dollar mat fee. All set up there for you. So before you even come, you can be all ready to go. All right, yep. Anthony. Am I anything I'm forgetting? No, nope. good. All right. So with that, don't forget to wear a wrestling singlet <laughs> and and ear guards. I get. Is that what they call it? Earpads, ear cards, earmuffs, wrestling headgear, headgear, headgear. There we go. Yeah, don't forget it. And then slap the mat. Yeah, not for not in wrestling though. <laughs> All right.